This is Critical Nonsense, our high lowbrow show about culture, science, and tech. This week, Joey asks me about honesty and telling the truth. Just like the white winged dove, this is what a Joey sounds like. And this is what an executive producer, Rhiannon slash Jess Vander, sounds like. Hi, this is Jess. I did not know that is what those lyrics were. I'm today years old, right now years old, learning that. Just like a white winged dove? It really, in my head, was more like a white window. <laughs> That's just singing like a, song. a white window. It never sings a song. Never, Why is it singing? Correct. It really never made sense, but this makes more sense. Yeah. Wow. But I don't know. Remember? Well, why is it got to be the white? Edge of Seventeen? Why is that the name of the song? It's a reference in the song, but are doves seventeen? I don't know. I mean, Stevie Nicks, Enigma. Enigma. Uh, I asked you yesterday, you haven't seen Daisy Jones and the Six. And then I said, you should watch it. You'll really like the music. And then I said, ooh, it might be too sad. It might be too, like, despairing uh, for you, in which case, shouldn't watch it. Don't watch it. Yeah, I'm a delicate bird like a white-winged dove. <laughs> singing the song. Singing a song. That sounds like it's singing. Yeah, don't see that already don't make sense. So um, we had housekeeping somewhere in the realm of the tendies conversation, which has been our most corrections departmented episode from many people. Oh, one, my cousin reached out to me and said, how did you not reference that you come from Manchester, New Hampshire, the chicken tender capital of the world? And I said, because I didn't know. Uh, and, and he sent me some kind of link with regards to Manchester, New Hampshire being the chicken tender capital of the world. Uh, I wonder if that's in consumption or in production. I mean. And why production would have to be specifically around tenders. I'm not sure. The finishing. Perhaps. And your brother has sent you. Multiple notes. Really, we, we continue to get love-hate mail around this whole tendies discussion. So if you have, you know, if you have other gripes, I suppose it won't, it won't matter if you pile it on. Cause we're already, we're already getting it. So let us know. Have we also enraged you in surfacing this tendies discussion? <laughs> Who knew that would be the most controversial of topics that we service. We, we talk about a lot of other far more serious subjects. Uh, sometimes, Feeling our way through the dark, but tendies, tendies is what struck people. <laughs> I think, I think it may have just been, uh, uh, some sort of attempt to get the city recognized with an identity to be by a comedian. I see. Uh, a gentleman named Nick Lavalley, who I actually do know, like tangent, like friend of a friend, uh. <laughs> set off on a campaign to get Manchester, New Hampshire. This is off the subject. It really is. Um, shall we get into it, Jessica? I have an honest question for you. Okay. No, it's an actual question about honesty. Okay. 
but it's an honest question about oh, okay. honesty. Well, that okay. too. Um, okay. I came across a, a study, I don't know when, last week or, or something. Um, and it was looking at a number of, you know, something like uh, it's 40 countries. They did a study where they dropped 17,000 wallets in places with email contact information. And we're looking at the likelihood of said wallets being returned to imaginary owners. This was an academic study, had varying degrees of money inside of them. Uh, and it was interesting because the United States is sitting like somewhere right around the middle of this study. If the wallet had money in it, a little over 50% of people of the wallets were returned. If it didn't have money in it, people weren't returning it. And they were using this. Uh, Switzerland was at the top of the likelihood for wallets to be returned. Although Denmark and Sweden, if there was money, more likely to return it if a, a wider, uh, on this fence diagram, a wider range between if the money was in there or not. Uh, China, Morocco, and Peru were at the bottom. Mexico, interestingly, less likely to return if there was money in it than if there was not. But this question, one, is sort of interesting that this was the metric for honesty, yes. which it feels my first reaction was like, social contract yeah like, also okay switzerland i get it uh one of the richer com uh, countries in the world like good for you you all have money so you can give it back <laughs> that's <yeah>. fine <laughs> but i think what's interesting is that when the wallet didn't have money in it what was the likelihood that someone was still going out of their way was like some sort of orientation towards the social contract right that like you would appreciate that like replacing your debit cards or something or getting right. a new license is, a is difficult so you would find a means to get it back to the person. Mm -hmm. But it it made me think about honesty. And I mean, clearly there this study and then there are references to other studies around honesty. And it's a thing that I think we've had a, a fraught last 10 or so years with. There have been, you know, everything from fake news, questions of journalism, but also things like, radical candor as a movement within workplaces and like the sort of extreme importance of honesty on one end and then the other end of sort of the surrealist idea that like there is no such thing as the capital T truth. And it's made me wonder about, you know, a lot of the questions with regards to AI are about like what will happen misinformation is going to be radically increased online and will we ever find truth? And so my question for you is, what is the role of truth in the coming, let's say, decade? We could say the rest of the 21st century if you want, but what is the role of truth and how should we think about how it's changing? Interesting. That isn't where I thought you were going with a study about honesty. I think, well, yeah, I mean, I think that's fair, right? Maybe should I, should I have said honesty? I don't know. I think maybe it goes back to the original, the, the first point you said, which was, it's interesting that this is what, this is the methodology for this particular study to measure honesty when 
you know, there are all, yes, social contract maybe could be one of the things that it could be accounting for, but also like I was, you know, the sort of like socio-political and economic climate of a place. There's also like the, I, I just, um, last week left, uh, or a bag of things was left on a city bike, uh, of ours that, uh, the next day was no longer there. Yeah. But in a city like New York is, is the, is the fact that your belongings are not where you left them the next day, a product of, Oh, it's because people are not trustworthy or just like, what's the, what are the odds that if you weren't coming back, like if you, if you weren't coming back for it or you didn't come back for it yet, do, do these people even want this thing that has been yeah. left behind? You know, you know what I mean? Um, so it's also, it could like, have just I'd, as easily been like thrown away by someone cleaning the street as, or what, I mean, it, it didn't read like it probably this, this bag probably didn't read like that, but it didn't also read like, Oh, obviously this needs to be returned to some specific owner is too obscure and you know so i at that and, and that i also think is part of what you know living in a city like new york where there's so much population density and you're like you know what what are, what's the likelihood that any effort to try to return this to its owner is going to be fruitful or successful um and i guess i say this because uh if you're trying to i that's the I guess that's this is the overlap between any um, any amount of like scientific study and how truthful it is, if that is sort of where you're going with it. Like, how how useful is something like this wallet study at telling us how honest a country is? Yeah, or yeah. Peoples are. Yeah, I think right. Yes, yeah, study design. I mean, by the way, right? There's sort of currently a crisis in social sciences where uh there there is like the uh irreproducibility issue right like the idea that these studies are major studies that get cited a lot and you know make their way into mass media whatever are then uh proving to be extremely difficult to replicate, right? Like the repli the like, replication crisis, I think, is what they call it. Is that crisis or is that just like the scientific process being cut too short, whereas otherwise you would have, you know, peer review and like the other versus uh, the quickness with which things get proliferated can cut that short and be like, look what we found. It's like, really? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. I mean, it's probably like, yes, and it's probably both. Um, but there's like that component, right, where these like social science uh, studies are are having difficulty reproducing. But then it's also a question of like, I, I was listening to something recently and it was talking about it was someone who wrote a book and it was an interview with the author. I believe it was like, um, I'll find it in a moment, but it was about like the race to the North pole and Santa uh, and Santa and the New York city, like newspapers and the ways in which like these newspapers were being manipulated to cover the race between the two people that were like, uh, you know, cook being one of them and, and the other gentleman being the other gentleman. Yikes. Um, 
but about how like fake news was historically like always a thing that that newspapers and journalists would publish things quickly and there was like an understanding among people that like you had to take things with a grain of salt and assess for yourself whether you wanted to believe it and newspapers were notorious for like playing tricks on their their readers and like good fun and eventually like tell the truth or things like that but then the new york times and another a number of other institutions sort of oriented towards like no we have to like do capital t truth we're not going to try and trick our readers we're not going to like knowingly publish fake things but it made me think about this idea of like we're sort of existing in this moment of truth that as someone who was born in that moment you sort of anticipate that to be like a long things were always that way because they were that way when I was alive but that uh you know that doesn't necessarily have to be the way that we interact and and appreciate those things in an ongoing way and if this whatever ai content proliferation fake information hallucination crisis you know winds up being true that the internet just becomes filled with like uh generative ai blather then like does that just bring us back to a, a way things were or like the radical candor movement like is it important to be honest in that way to where you, you know you're hurting people's feelings or crushing souls like i don't know yeah it's interesting to think about this both from sort of the uh teller side of honesty and truth versus like the receiver side mm. of like trusting or the opposite of being skeptical of, of things that you are receiving um, or, you know, confirming or validating the things that you are receiving and like whose responsibility is it on or what, what degree of, of onus is put on either party here. Like, I, I think whether this is, I think the, the moment, the moment of truth right now, it seems is putting the onus on the receiver, mm -hmm. given the sheer volume of information accessible to all of us, that it is your own responsibility to always have receive things with a grain yeah. of salt. Um, but which also is an interesting premise in my mind because um, I may have a, a, I, I can't even explain it well why I believe that there are places where uh, blind faith are valuable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was interesting. Like the sender receiver dynamic that you're talking about is like, Honesty is about like, I'm telling you a thing that to the best of my knowledge, I think is true, right? Or like capital T, true, but it doesn't have to be like if I 
It's like, what did you see? This is what I saw. Like, well, actually, you didn't have the right vantage and a thing happened right. at a certain angle. And that may not have actually been true. Right. But well, I was being honest in telling you right, or whatever. Right, to the best of my ability. Or given what we know now, this is, I think this is a thing that happens all the time in journalism of like, this is like, that's not what happened. It's like, maybe now we know it's not what happened. But at the time, yeah. that is actually maybe what we thought is what happened. And things change our, our knowledge of, of an awareness of things changes. And that is also weird to grapple with. Like yeah. the fact that you, you're like, well, in one's context, that was honest. Yeah. If not now wrong. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. I'm like thinking about phrases and things because Emerson has been going through this phase where she like points her finger at you real close to her face and says, tell me the truth. Tell me the truth. And it like, it started where, uh, our friend was like, Emerson, did you poop? And she was like, I didn't poop. What are you talking about? And then he went to the bathroom and she's like, tell me the truth. Did you poop? And was like grilling him, like shining the light well, in his he eyes. He started it. Yeah. But but like that phrase, tell me the truth, it like is is just like give me help me understand the world. Help me have like a shared like worldview with you. But the flip side of that is like, what are the hard truths? Like what are the the things that if if you want the truth, it's not gonna feel good for a while, right? Like like, yeah, if you drop your wallet and it's got a hundred dollars in it, I'm gonna take it. I'm not going to tell you. Well, I'm, I'm thinking more like <laughs> the hard truth is, you know, not actually at you. Like you're not a good dancer, right? If someone's like, yeah, you can't dance. It's like, what is the benefit of knowing that? It's like dancing is fun. I don't need to be a good dancer or someone doesn't need to tell me I'm a bad dancer if I'm having a good time. But like that or, you know, the the hard truth of like dating or something like I, I just don't find you attractive or, or like what are those like is knowing the truth in all contexts actually like mutually beneficial or like that's where those like that question of like white lies comes in and, and like what is the gray zone? And I think, you know, gray lies. Yeah. Great. What are the gray lies? But like that, those ideas are based on like moral premises. Right. And the idea that like the truth is, divine right or like that honesty is divine that one like thou shalt not lie type of ideas yeah we're just eschewing sanctity is really what's happening <laughs> i mean this that's is, what this, we do the moment of truth is eschewing <laughs> sanctity the moment of truth where you have to confront um, i mean there's a lot of phrases like that i just don't know like i i i feel like i try to be an honest person, but I am also a person who will, will, would be happier to tell someone like a white lie than a hard truth in, in a situation where I can't see a benefit of knowing it, you know, like, like supporting someone's emotional state. If there's nothing to be gained from a hard truth seems more morally just to me you know i don't know rather than being like and while you're down yeah let me remind you that you did a bad job <laughs> yeah 
Can I poke you in the eye? See, you may not realize it in this moment where you're down, but actually I should I should let you know that it's actually your own doing. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. you also uh, your you breath failed it. your breath stinks. <laughs> you know? Oh, and by, while we're here. <laughs> yeah. While we're on the subject of things you you didn't do or you did do for yeah. that matter. Yeah, I don't you know, like where where is where is the line in this context? And I mean, when I first looked at this, I was like, oh, what is America? I was kind of curious. Like I've scanned through, nat- you know, whatever the equivalent of like national po-centric of <laughs> whatever, like looking like where does, where does the culture that I exist in sit in this sort of charts orientation to things, right? And you hear things about people going to like Scandinavia and like hearing hard truths of like, uh, because it in some regards it is a more direct culture and people will tell you i don't like when you do that you know like mm-hmm. things like that and they're like oh that's a lot Ooh, mm-hmm. that's very direct yes. but it, is it about like is that about honesty is that about truth should we be trying to be more honest or more truthful in certain environments and not in other environments like where does it where does it break where does it divide and this comes back you love to talk about minnesota nice <laughs> and the whole realm of honesty move to canada failed, minnesota. No. right or like uh, because what you're even describing with sort of the the brutal honesty is also like it is the it is both objectively whether it is the truth or whether whether it is a lie and then there is the valence of intensity of whether that is like oh veiled and like put it in a, try to be wrapped up in a bow but it's still not great and then or, or is is it just like bam slap you in the face your breath smells bad or whatever it is <laughs> and then, or hmm what's that smell <laughs> yeah yeah Oh, do you smell that? <laughs> oh, must be, must, must it's be sort of near you. It's like near you in your face, but I can't it's, put my finger it's on it. Near you. Like, but when you open your mouth, it's more. <laughs> oh, that's so weird. Oh, that is I wonder funny. what it is. I can't figure it out. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't. You know, this is like, I mean, this sort of fits in that like euphemism conversation, yes. I guess. Yes, it does that we had. Um, a few months ago, but like, I what I kind of I what I think is interesting because I at the beginning of this conversation I I didn't understand I think that this way that you're viewing honesty and I I hadn't come across to me that way because the first way I was interpreting it was more around like the in the internal sort of dialogue of like what how do we wrestle with, all right, so you're presented this situation, you do I do the right thing, do I do the wrong thing, and that it's a very, like, inward type of decision. But actually, where you had gone with it was talking more about this external, or, like, how do we, uh, honesty in terms of, like, what is put out into the world, or what we say to somebody, or, like, what we how we act towards other people. But it, I, I do think there's something interesting about, like, the internal honesty and, like, what we are willing to live with ourselves. Mm-hmm around words like the if we're talking about the orientation of people in the united states like what tolerance do we have of 
doing a thing and living with ourselves with that thing, I feel like mm-hmm. my guess would be high. Yeah. But I don't I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Just tied to brazenness. Yeah. I just uh but yeah, I don't know. Does that make sense? I think so. I yeah, I there's something like in what you said too of like if you go back and look at what that study is, which is using like the return a property that you didn't actually take, mm-hmm. but that you feel some responsibility and tying it to honesty and the question of whether is the is viewing this through the lens of giving and taking yeah uh, important in the way to under right and maybe in in Scandinavian cultures as an example the the perception is that by not giving someone your honest opinion, you're actually taking something from them. Whereas in some of these other cultures, whether it's the U.S. or or elsewhere, the the calculus is like in giving them the truth. Am I like taking away their happiness or or what? Or at least maybe in my own part, like the idea of like if I tell you the hard thing. Like, what do you get? What do I get out of this situation? If if the net net is not positive, like, keep it to myself. It's also, like, a subjective opinion. So in which case, I could be honest, but maybe it is well, not the truth. This is where right? I, like, I, that, this, I think, is the reason why there's, I, I, I wasn't clear in the first place, because in the, the whether you tell someone something, like, oh, you've got to you've got a little green thing in your teeth or whatever like that. That is something that you you are holding on to and you could or could not provide that to them and it may hurt, hurt them or it could do something bad. Whereas like in the case of the wallet, you have something that they would be happy to have back and yeah. you know it, yeah. right? It's, it's like it, a, a better comparison would be like someone said something really nice about someone and you're just trying to decide whether or not to pass it along. Or yeah. I mean... More because you you can anticipate what how it will be received, yeah. Right. So the types of variables you're considering are really different, rather than you know just like oh it's it's difficult here. I maybe you get into muddy ground of of where in the wallet scenario you're like well if it's not me someone else gonna take the wallet and then they're still gonna be out of a wallet like better better that I yeah. (laughs) better that I am the recipient it's it's funny I've forgotten about it until you said this I found a neighbor's wallet recently not someone I know well but I was able to put together that it was this person's wallet it was nothing identifying but there was like a a way in which I'm trying not to like divulge anything about the person Mm. uh that I could I was like it's this person I spoke to them once it's like 1130 at night but I know they work late at a hotel and I know it's like one of two hotels so then I call both the hotels and the person's not like yeah. I tried like to get that I'm like if I lost my wallet I would be freaking out yeah uh, I want to and yeah yeah was able to get eventually get it back to them they were not at that job they were at a different job and like the person like why are you calling here and like i found his wallet like, look i'm just trying to get but, him and I'm trying to help but him I, out. in that moment i was not thinking about honest like my question right. the questions in my head weren't about honesty it was like about like social responsibility right 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 well exactly that's why i think in these the there's a pretty broad range of scenarios that we've been discussing so far 
which bring up the the things that you're weighing in your mind, even if broadly it could fall under the a bunch of different ways of interpreting the word honesty actually is super, super different. Like I think similarly, like, okay. Uh, are you, you an are, honest person versus like, are you being honest? Yes, exactly. Those are very different or, okay. So you, you are, um, you check your mail and you have received a package with an address that is not your address. You're like, okay. So this, this has happened multiple times where usually the address is, near ish maybe it's like the same zip code but several times um it's been like a a good excuse to just go for a walk and bring that thing to the other place but i feel like people tend to be pretty surprised they're like oh wow like thank you but that is almost like why are you at my house not (laughs) expected like not expected didn't expect to see somebody here bringing they're actually creeped out that you did the right thing well not like appreciative but also like you are creepily honest yeah Yeah. yeah. (laughs) like interesting that you did this and it's like well i don't know what, what, do if, it, what if it was important like what if you yeah i don't know what's in this package there's no reward for this package meanwhile in another use case though there was somebody who lived uh, in our address previously who must have worked in some film industry because they were receiving all of these like just uh, what like the preview screeners? Or yeah, whatever. screen exactly screeners of various films, and it was, it was just like tried to return to sender, couldn't. Not obvious where to send this to, and then it's like, what do you do? Do you like you just watch some screeners? Now, right? yeah, like, yeah. Is, is this yeah. mine? Eminent domain? Oh, free movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, just I think this brings us to your honesty corner. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. <laughs> He's doing the finger thing, just in case you want to know. If you hold it really close to your face, like you're pointing, you're pointing outward. <laughs> How do you? That's actually really hard to describe. Um, huh, wow, we really went on a on a winding journey, starting with whether or not you would return a wallet that you found randomly if there were contact information inside and potentially or potentially not money in it to what is the state of telling the truth? What are the benefits of telling the truth to even, are you just like an honest person? Are you the kind of, kind of somebody who would do a good deed or not? But this whole spectrum of discussion, I feel like, is something that we have on our minds a lot. I wonder what that tells. I wonder what that tells us about ourselves that this is a thing that we that yeah. we cogitate on. I mean, it it probably comes back to trust, right? I guess. <sighs> Dang it! It all comes back to trust. Cute Billy Joel. It's all just a matter of trust. I'm not going to do it. Like it. A, I'm not like going to do cowboy. it. I don't have the right. <laughs> Uh, you say it, or we're gonna say all the credits like cow, cow people. Yep, let's go to that. Let's go. Let's go to our cowboy credits. Okay, this is the end. Critical nonsense is a Sylvain production. Oh no, I don't know how to do it. Brought to you. <laughs> <laughs> Truth skits. It's like triscuits, but with 
but more Special honest. Special <laughs> honest powers. Uh, as always, we'd like to thank executive producer and disciple of Abraham Lincoln. Nope, George Washington. Jess Vander. You're welcome. Also, we'd like to thank sound engineer and definitely has not lost his wallet, Alex Contell. We'd like to thank programming coordinator and bullshit detector, Les Jacobs. And thanks to our production crew, the kind, honest, and generous souls, Sarah Gilbert and Nora Mestrich. And as always, thank you, Sarah Ellen. Thanks a lot. Special thanks, karaoke. Open orchestra. Yeah. <laughs> a special thanks to um, those video series where the celebrities do the uh, lie detector test and knowingly having a lie detector strapped onto them and being filmed, they still sometimes lie about stuff. <laughs> I mean, that's just, that's gold right yeah, there. Yeah, that's just, we're not going to talk about this. Yeah, I lied, but you don't know the truth. You're like, Haha, yeah. but no. Yeah, we're not getting into it. Also, speaking of special things. What happens in Macau <laughs> stays in Macau. Special thanks. Standing with the strikes aside, you must at least respect the, the late night show game where it's like, you can you can tell the truth, but if you're if you're unwilling, your alternative is to like have to eat some gross food or like spicy wing or like you have you have to accept some kind of repercussion. Did you just for... describe truth or dare? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, that's not how truth or dare works. Truth or dare is you decide at the onset which path you're taking. It's not uh, like oh that wasn't true. Now you must accept this dare. Yeah. Modded, modded truth or dare. Uh, you know the penalty before you don't answer. It's like eat these boogers or answer this question. That's true, but you don't. But blind, so you don't know what uh. the options are. Uh, another special thanks to uh, Truth or T to the Roof, my preferred variation <laughs> of this game, wherein there's it's just no truth or truth. outlet. <laughs> yeah, there's no escape. Tell me the, the truth. Well, love you, mean it. Bye. Bye.